Welcome back, Know-It-Alls. This week, we are going to be talking about stories that were what-the-fuck moments for us. Stories or situations where, um, you know, we experienced them and didn't know how to react or what to say or what to do because it truly felt like we were being punked. Every time it happens, which it seems to happen a lot in my life, I look around waiting for Ashton Kutcher to bust down a door and be like, yeah, you just got punked. It's never happened. I feel like I've become conditioned to these stories. I'm sitting back trying to think of stories that were like what the fuck moments, but I grew up working for you and having the friends that I did, so every day was kind of just what the fuck. <laughs> it's just normal now. Yeah, it was just like I literally, I was thinking of stories and I was like, I could literally tell any story from the time that I was 12 to 18. Working at your store. Yeah. Any story. Actually, I have a couple. I have one, at least, that I need to tell because you put me in the worst, one of the worst situations I've ever had to, like, I didn't know, I'm a, obviously a talker. I can talk my way out of pretty much anything, and I had no idea what to do. Really? Yeah. I'm very interested. <laughs> You'll know it immediately. I guess, I'll, yeah, I'll just get into it. So, um, at the, the place we were working, um, the, where we were working was right by the front door where customers come in. And so we were kind of like cleaning in the front, right by the customers. And I was talking about weird plastic surgery. Like just things you're like, oh, you know, people go and get, you know, stuff done. And I was like, I think I saw it online, but I was like, the, what if somebody went in to get plastic surgery? And like, what do you want done? They're like, I would like a nipple extension. <laughs> and they're like, what? Like, I'd like one nipple just be four inches longer than the other one. Would it stick straight out or would it droop? When you get hard, when it gets hard, it would stick straight out. So living out here, it'd be hard all the time. Yeah, but only one. Only one. Just like a four-inch nipple extension. What I didn't know, my back was to the door. And as I was showing how far out it would stick from my breast and talking about nipple extensions, a customer walked in. I made direct eye contact with them, turned around. And, of course, Mr. Clay was, was there off, kind of on the side heard this conversation saw the customer walk in i immediately ran to the back away from the customer and you yelled <laughs> teapot there's a customer here can you come can, get the front you, please come get the front can you help them please and the customer was like so close to laughing and i came around the corner and like beat red oh i've never felt sweating oh, beads of sweat and I'm looking at her and I was like I don't even know how to I don't know what I don't know how to start yeah. <laughs> like what do I say and she's like breaking up she's starting to laugh and I'm just like mm, how can I help you <laughs> and she's like you've already helped me today <laughs> and uh, it was just and uh, one of those situations where um one of the most embarrassing moments of my life where like I, I truly didn't know how to get out of that, <laughs> like how to make that situation better. It was just a, this is this is me now. <laughs> this is who I am. To this person, I will always be the nipple extension. And, and, like, and they're, they're a regular customer, so you're, you're going to see them every Friday. Yeah. And first, I worked for you for like six years. So. And they're going to walk and be like, can she help me please? <laughs> the nipple extension lady? Um, that's, yeah, that's a funny one. That yeah, I or she'll of. come in and lift up her shirt and go, look what I got done last week. <laughs> I heard your conversation. I couldn't be stopped. <laughs> Left nipple, four inches. Right? I just, it was funny. I thought it was funny until I had to try to explain it to, well, try to, hopefully a stranger would understand what I was getting at and find it humorous. Um, yeah, that was one, one of the first things popped in my mind when thinking back at the times that I worked for you and thinking back at all like the ridiculousness <laughs> was any time like a customer witnessed it. Where I was like, oh my God, we're fucked up. 
There's something wrong with us. Do you do you ever remember how many times we would send somebody outside the front doors to walk farther away from the front doors, and we'd be loud in the kitchen to see what the threshold was as to where a customer could hear what we were talking about. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, it just made me laugh. When they're standing at the front door, they can definitely hear you 100%. Oh, absolutely. So you don't talk about nipple extensions. I learned that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you wait till they leave. Yeah. And then you talk about nipple extensions. Well, I didn't know. My back was to the door. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, ju- I truly didn't know what to do or say in that situation. I helped you. Uh, I-, I told you to get front. You knew exactly what to do. I didn't even you just know. die of embarrassment. Like, how do I help you? <laughs> She's just laughing at me. Well, at least you know she heard you. Oh, yeah. You know, because there's times when you say something, you're like, I didn't know a customer was there. Did they hear me? I have no idea. Just smile and, hey, how you doing? And just, like, brush it off. There was another one, too, where this was... I don't know. I just feel like you're like, is is should I be responsible to do this? Well, think about if you didn't call and... I had to, yeah. Something happened. How would you feel the rest of your life knowing that yeah. something really bad happened and all you had to do was hit three buttons on your phone? Yeah. It's just nerve-wracking because I don't, I don't know. And I didn't know what to expect when I called. Like, what would happen on the other end? Do you know what I mean? How I don't many know. calls a day do you think they get? Thousands. Yeah. Right? That are stupid, too. Yeah. yeah. So and they, they can weed those out pretty quick. Yeah. When you when you have a grown man dragging a girl by, like, the scruff of her neck into yeah, the house, that, that's not one you ignore. No, I still, I go to my sister's house all the time, and I drive by that house, and I always look at it, and I'm always just like, Ugh. Do they still live there? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um... One time when I was, I worked at a movie theater when I was like 18, 19. So I took a year off after going to school for a year. Mm -hmm. And I remember the movie theater had a mailbox up the street. So like a public, it was like a gift shop, but they had like Canada Post like mailboxes inside. Okay. So I went with my boss to go get the mail one day and he showed me where it was. And I was like, why are you showing me this? He's like, so when I need you to get the mail, you know where to go. I was like, oh, fair enough. You're Mm -hmm. teaching me. Okay. And uh, I don't know, the next week I had to go get the mail. And he's like, hey, why don't you and Kelly go get the mail? It's like two of us. All right, cool. I don't know why, but whatever. And so we got the key and we walk up the street. We go check the mail and there's something in the mail. And then we crossed over the street to walk back. I don't remember what the reason was. Mm-hmm. So we're the mailbox is on the same size, side as the theater. But for some reason on the way back, we walked over to walk down the other side. And as we walk in front of this little tiny uh, convenience store, there's a guy in a truck. He's like, hey, buddy, do you mind not starting my truck for me? I got a problem with the engine here. And I look over at my coworker Kelly, and he's holding the mail. I was like, "What do you mean you're already in it?" He's like, "No, no, no. I'm I'm gonna pop the hood. I need you just I just need you to turn it over. That's it." Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, not a big deal." So he got out. I got in, and I go to turn it over, and the hood's up, and you hear <laughs> right. And he goes, "Okay, stop." So I stop, and he does some banging around. He's like, "Do it again." So I try it again. You hear <laughs> so it's not turning over. And then Kelly's like, "Yeah, man, we gotta go." He's like, you "Just give it one more shot." And I turn it over, and as I turn it over, flames shoot out under the hood against the windshield, and then off the side, and the guy's jacket catches on fire. So the guy that was working on his car, his arm is now on fire, and I get out of the vehicle, I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? I went to go get the mail, now I just lit some dude on fire. And he just like calmly walks to the, the back of the truck, he like moves the seat, he grabs a blanket, puts it on his hand, goes, puts it over top of the engine. I'm just looking around. I was like, this is too fucked up. I'm going back to work. Lit a dude on fire. Like, does his <laughs> and, truck... And but he didn't seem to care. No, he, it was just, uh, this, is, this is me now. This is me now. <laughs> so that was like his everyday routine. He just finds <laughs> high school kids or whatever to just light them on fire. That's his thing. His kicks. <laughs> yeah, this is how he gets his kicks. Yeah. 
That's fucked up. Right? What the fuck? Like, yeah, I didn't know where that story was going, and that's not where I expected it to go. That, that's not where I expected it to go when I was going to get the mail. Because <laughs> I got the mail earlier, and you, you, you get the mail. I, I feel like one of my biggest fears now... It's so bad. So uh, for some reason, yeah. No, for for some reason, I have a really friendly face. I don't understand. I'll be like in Walmart, grabbing some milk, head in like the cooler, and I hear like my hair, and I'm like, "Are you talking to me?" And they're like, "There's no way three people in one day." (laughs) What are the odds? (laughs) What are the odds that we three people in one day? Anyway, he she was scared of him and to this day I'm sure she's like ah, I didn't trust him but I felt okay about it but we were going home and he turned off to where he was staying before we even got close to where we were staying but she still I think she still counts it as the third person um, that we met that night that was all like I can't believe it, it was within a few hours on our, our first night like, Europe is awesome yeah <laughs> my mom's like how was your first day and I'm like quaint <laughs> Did you in, in the in the convenience stores do you ever see the self-serving like heaters, like the food that is self-served? No. So it's like a, like a vending machine for like hamburgers and hot dogs. It, you go up to it and there's a glass window and there's a burger behind it. You put your money in. You grab the the door opens. You grab the burger and then another burger just goes bloop and it pops into the spot. I'm like, this is fucked up. I wonder how many of these I have to buy until there's nothing on that bloop. So yeah, my friend, John, my friend John's like, I don't, I don't think we should eat this. I'm like, I know shit we shouldn't eat this. Who knows how long it's been sitting under here. Oh but yeah, like self-serving. That's disgusting. There was um, a self-serving, this is this is so fucked up. We were driving in Germany, this is the same trip that with my friend from Amsterdam. We were driving in Germany, we get to, we were looking, I think we looked at the, because it was before widespread internet, mm-hmm. so we looked at an, uh, a hotel in the last hotel where we were going to spend the night, and then we had it printed off like MapQuest directions, we're driving and driving, we get, <laughs> there, <laughs> we get there super, super late, and I pull up, we go to the front door, and it's locked. I mean, the lights are on in the hotel, the lights are on, on the lobby, but you can't open the door, and John and I, and we're with this girl named Ashley that we had met, and we're like, we can't even get in, this is so fucked up, <clears throat> and then... This guy comes out and he's having a cigarette. And I was like, "Excuse me, do you speak English?" He's like, "Yeah, I speak English." I was like, I'm, we're, "We're trying to get in here, but we can't." He's like, "Uh, um, how many beds?" And I was like, "Excuse me." He's like, "How many beds for the three of you?" And we're like, two. John, I'll share one, and Ashley will get one." So he's like, "Come here, come here." And he goes to the little digital display and he hits like the UK flag, and up comes on the digital display English, mm-hmm. and it's like, "For how many nights?" And we tell him one night, so he hits one, right? And for how many beds? So he hits two, and it says, okay, the payment is here. Just You got to put your credit card in. We're like, what? So I put my credit card in this like glass window vending machine thing at the front of a hotel, and then all of a sudden this piece of paper spits out on the bottom. My credit card comes back, and all the paper is like, you know, 312-AB or something. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, on that paper, which he hasn't looked at yet, right? On the paper is your room number, right? And you'll have, to, you'll have that room number plus letter codes to get in the front door and your room. We're like, what? He's like, just punch in what's on your thing on the door. So I, I punch it in and the door goes click and I open the door. So I go inside this hotel, which is locked, which I just paid for with a credit card and it printed off like a debit slip kind of thing with like yeah. codes on it. And then we went up to the like third floor, we went to the door and we entered the code and a door opens. Nobody fucking works there. And the hotel is like full of people. So it's like a, just a self-sufficient 
stuff. And in the morning... Someone cleans. Yeah, when we came down the next morning, there's people cleaning, and there's people cooking their breakfast stuff, and there's somebody working the front desk. Just between the hours where they're not open, open, yeah. taking bookings, you just pay for everything right there, and it'll give you a code, and that'll open your door. Weird. So if that dude didn't come out and have a cigarette, we just would have, like, slept in the car. Yeah. So like, I don't... Under, there was nothing around. Like, we drove off the main highway down this road, and there was, like, nothing in this town open. Everything was off. Weird. Like, this is so fucked up. That's weird. It's like that hotel we stayed in in Scotland that was like on a lake, but a look. A look. But nothing was there. And the helicopter came. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like a giant, like just mountains all the way around, a lake, and one single tiny little house that was a hotel. And then like randomly that night... Uh, a helicopter flew into the helicopter pad across the street. Yeah. More like no, no big deal, right? You have one of those at your hotel. <laughs> yeah, we're like what the military what? helicopter, like a search and rescue. <laughs> it's true. It was a search and rescue, like military helicopter. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. At the time, we we're just like, "That's cool," <laughs> but then you're like, "That's weird." Explaining is, it to yeah. someone. And right now, people are listening. They're like, "I don't get it." Yeah. Like, you, you wouldn't. You don't know. We're in the middle of nowhere at a hotel with like 35 minutes from any town. Yeah. And a military helicopter shows up at a helicopter pad that's there for whatever <laughs> for reason. For whatever reason. But and we all just got out and went and looked at it. Like, everybody in the hotel was mesmerized. Yeah. But it turns out that uh, people get lost in the in the hills up there. The fog sets in yeah. and they get lost, right? So the helicopter pad actually serves its purpose. I mean, I get it. Those I've seen the Rocky Mountains have particular symptoms which is so annoying I kind of had a pain in my stomach that would come and go um kind of felt like I was really full but not really I can't even explain it and it's actually my boss at work at the time that was like oh maybe you should go to the doctor it could be a cyst or something like that and I'm like oh fine because I hate the doctor and I went to the doctor at a walking clinic and they decided I had a bladder infection. So they gave me some antibiotics. And then a week and a half, two weeks later, when those were done, nothing had changed. So I went back to the walking clinic and they decided maybe you need different bladder infection pills. And a week and a half later, when nothing changed, I went back again and they're like, hmm, Maybe we'll try you on a third one. You know, the first two maybe just didn't work. So at the at a point of a month later, you've been to the walk-in clinic three times. They keep prescribing the same yet similar yet different things. But before that, how long were you in pain? Two, three weeks? A month? I don't even know. Honestly, I think it was like maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. I tend to put up with things because... You know, if you ignore it enough, it'll go away. Absolutely. hundred percent. I don't know why there'd be any other reason for you to do something about it. When you ignore it, it clearly goes away. Exactly. So, um, have you had a bladder infection before? Like, did you know what it felt like? I had one once and it was similar, but not the same. Have you ever had a kidney stone? No. Okay. That's the same feeling. I had a kidney stone and it felt full. Like I just felt it was really weird. I, I remember it being like January 1st, I was at work and I was sitting on these crates and everybody's like, Hey man, you need to go to the doctor. You don't look good. And I was like, I, I don't go to the doctor. Like there's not a lot of, like, I'm usually a pretty healthy guy. You know, I go to the doctor if something's wrong, but it's not often. So I was like, yeah, it doesn't feel right. And I tried like going to the bathroom, like number one, number two, I tried again and again, there was nothing left in my body. And then I thought, well, it, it sort of feels like, you know, blue balls. I can't really describe that feeling, but it feels like I need to ejaculate. So I went, did that before I went to the hospital. So yeah, I went home out of uniform, did that. 
and it still hurt. So I went to the hospital and then, yeah, after like 20 minutes, they're like, you, you have a kidney stone. We, we can like tell like, this is all kidney stone stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. But it felt like my stomach was full and I needed to pee and I couldn't pee at all. It was so odd. And yeah, I passed the stone. That's, you know, not a big deal. That's like small potatoes. It was like the least scary thing I could imagine. Worst case scenario is, hey, um, we're going to have to cut out your stomach, your testicles and your anus because there's cancer. So after your third attempt at a bladder infection, what did you do? So I decided I was just going to ignore it for longer because apparently they're not helping me. So I went home and a few days after that, I woke up. It was a Saturday morning. I remember that. And I woke up and I was in so much pain all throughout my stomach that I was dry heaving. I could barely get to the bathroom. It was so much pain. And then I'm sitting there like trying not to vomit and Googling, can your bladder blow up? Because I was <laughs> so, like, maybe it's a bladder infection. Maybe my bladder exploded. So so WebMD is your next your next best bet. Physical doctors didn't help. Dr. Googles must be able to give me something. What did they give you? Uh, absolutely nothing because I couldn't find anything about my bladder exploding. Fair enough. Surprisingly, that's not a symptom on Dr. Google. So my husband called the ambulance and I went to the hospital. And this is where it gets even more fun. So I'm at the hospital and the like 9 million year old doctor comes up, gives one look at me, does an ultrasound and says, you're constipated. Cool. And no, because I look at him. I'm like, no, I'm not. I would know if I was. Like I dump four times a day, dude. Uh, at least four times a day on, on a bad day, on a good day. I'm, I'm at least in there nine times a day. There's nothing left in me. I, I assure you, I am not constipated. <laughs> well, maybe not that much, but it's fairly regular. Yeah. And so he was going to discharge me after giving me something that made me go poop. And luckily there was a shift change because then the new doctor came on, looked at my blood test results where like my white blood cell count was through the roof. I was like, no, there's something a lot more serious going on here. So is that not a bad thing? Is that a good thing? I don't understand. the. No, no. Your white blood cell count goes high when there's usually an infection or something your body's trying to fight off. Okay. Yeah. So he did a very uncomfortable internal exam, let's just say. Giggity. And no, not so much. Non-giggity. Not giggity. And then he looked at the ultrasound. He's like, well, I think what happened is you had a cyst and it burst. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, and then by then my stomach had started to get bigger because when a cyst bursts, there's often fluids and that goes all into your stomach cavity. And then it starts to hurt and hurt and hurt. Cause it's like, basically you're being blown up like a balloon. So then how do you, how do you solve it? You just wait and your body reabsorbs it slowly. So they transferred me to a different hospital, did some more very disgusting tests with all kinds of implements and cameras in various places hmm. and decided that, yes, I did have a cyst. It was probably about the size of a softball, maybe bigger. And then that was it. And they admitted me and I was there for, I think, a day. And then some random lady comes in that I'd never met before. Is like, so, you know, your cancer levels are high. Like I hadn't heard any of this yet. No one had told me. So she just drops this bomb on me. She's like, you know, so this could mean that you have cancer. And I'm like, huh, maybe they should have told me that. (laughs) So then how do you, you feel at that point? Like when they tell you that what's going through your head, like originally you're like, oh, a cyst burst, I have to absorb it. I'm good at playing the waiting game. That's usually what I do with myself. So that that'll solve that problem. But let's, let's focus on this cancer thing. How can I ignore this for long enough for it to go away? Was that like what you were thinking? 
pretty much. I was like, ah, eh, she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> Who is this 12-year-old? <laughs> I'm going back to the walk-in clinic. They know what's up. Right, I'd much rather have a bladder infection. Yeah. But so they, I mean, they couldn't really do anything at that point. They had to wait for my body to absorb all the liquid. And then the only way to really tell, they just, they call you on the telephone. By the way, you have cancer. Wow. Yeah, that was super lovely. So I'm I'm assuming that's the phone call you got was, hey, you have cancer. And they're like, (laughs) all right, press one if you'd like to hear the message again. Press two if you'd like to hang up. You're like, um... Nope, I don't need to hear that one again. That's that's going to stick with me forever. Yeah, so with me, they're like, yeah, you have cancer. And also you seem to have indicators for a genetic condition. And not only do you have cancer on your ovary, but we found some cancer in your uterus too. So, you know, you're going to need another surgery. You're going to need a full hysterectomy. Screw it, ever having kids any of your life plans are all gone. Now you're getting all your, all your plumbing removed. So you're getting all your plumbing removed. They say, you know, forget your life plans. Probably not in a, a mean way, probably in a nice bedside manner kind of way. But mm-hmm. um, what do you, what do you do next? So there was some talk about, you know, if you really wanted to preserve your eggs and get a surrogate, then you'd have to go on like hormone shots and then your surgery couldn't happen for like three to five months or something. So this would push back them getting rid of the cancer in my body. And I'm like, you know what? So I have to make a choice. Do I want children or do I want to potentially die from cancer because I waited too long? I mean, it's a no brainer for me just because I love life. Yeah. Instantaneously, I'd be like, can you just take it all out? All of it. Anything that might have cancer, just gone. Get rid of it. Go. But there's no guarantee they get it all either. So one of the complications is because my cyst burst the cells inside that cyst that got spread throughout my stomach walls potentially could have cancer cells in them. Lovely. Right. So not only did I need a second surgery to get a full hysterectomy done, but I would also need chemo after that, after I healed. All right. So you get the news over the phone. Yeah. Do they say, Hey, do you want to talk about it? And they invite you to a place where there's people and you guys could all talk about it. Or do they just say, we're going to leave you alone with your thoughts. Uh, Have a good day. And they hang up. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. We're going to let you ponder your life choices and give us a call when you decide what kind of surgery you want, if you want this surgery. And, you know, we have openings on this date and this date. And this time they got me in within like a month. So it was magically quicker. So the decision you made, do you find it weird that some people would be like, well, I I need kids. So let's harvest these eggs and let's book this six months from now and let's play the numbers game. Like, in my world, that's just crazy. Like it's about survival for me, not about whether or not I can have children. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what were your thoughts? Is it the same thing or are you just. It's hard. I went back and forth a lot. Um, I mean, I was only 35, so I was still pretty young, but then again, I was already 35. Yeah. yeah. So so I hadn't had kids yet. (laughs) But to, to get that kind of cancer at the age of 35, like those cancers are usually evident in, in elderly women. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they found it in you like just by chance. Cause the cyst burst, like it's just luck of the draw that that Pretty, cyst burst that yeah. they went inside you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have burst anyways, cause it would have gotten so big. Eventually it would have burst, but 
the fact that I got it so young was also why they're like, hey, you may be a genetic abnormality. We should do some tests. And two, two separate cancers. It wasn't spread. It wasn't like the cancer in my ovary spread to my uterus. It was there were two completely separate cancers. Weird. So I had two at once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a medical miracle. <laughs> well, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, really considering I was just going to ignore it because I was just so tired of going back and forth to the doctor and, and I'm not fixing anything. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Has it made you uh, avoid walking clinics? Do you find that they're less knowledgeable or do you just find that that one was less knowledgeable? Cause I go to walking clinics all the time for stuff. Like that's like my go-to. I went to three different ones. Okay. I thought it was the same one. You kept going no, back. No, it was three different ones. Oh, Cause it's... I was like, well, the first people are obviously morons. <laughs> Well, how did you end up telling your, your family and loved ones? Like, how did that go? That's a good question. I don't remember. I just the end down and sew it up. Um, I'm not going to visually imagine that because <laughs> I want to finish the interview Okay. before I start touching myself. I mean, before I start being disgusted. And um, <laughs> um, so what made you just take it head on? Like, what made you plow through it? What made you decide... You know what? Forget the kids. Get in there. Get it out. Hey, mom, this is what it is. Hey, husband, this is what it is. Like, what made you decide to just beat the shit out of it? Uh, that's just who I am. Like, I don't really. If there's a job to be done, I just want to get it done. I want to get through it. And, you know, if I need to think about it later, I can. If I need to process it later, I can. But I just want to do what I need to do to fix the problem right now and deal with the consequences later i don't know if that's healthy yeah. well well i mean it's probably more healthy than um i'm just gonna ignore it till it goes away <laughs> so i i think your your life plan of taking things like face first head on is a lot better than ignoring it till it goes away because you and i both know shit does not go away <laughs> well not this time no Other not this time it has absolutely yeah uh yeah i don't know like I do leave things. I'm a procrastinator, obviously, because, you know, it took me a while to keep going back to the doctors. But I also, once I know there's an issue, I just want it gone. I want to fix it. Well, how so. glad are you that you did keep going back? I am. Although going back didn't do anything is really the day I woke up in excruciating pain and we called an ambulance. That's when it really all started. Yeah. But if you hadn't gone to the walking clinics time and time again, then you just would have been like, oh yeah, it hurts. I've been sick before. This sucks. But you know what I mean? Yeah. There was there was a buildup. You're like, okay, I I know it's not a bladder infection. I know that Google can't help me find exploding bladder as I <laughs> quote that, air quote it. Well, <laughs> let's be fair. It's probably a TikTok video, exploding bladder, and it probably has nothing to do with a bladder. Yep. So what's the yep. best advice that you can give somebody who may be going through this exact thing? Know your body, listen to your body. Ask for a second opinion. I wish I had questioned things more. There's some things maybe I wouldn't have done had I had more information, including chemo. I'm not saying chemo was bad, but it was more, it wasn't necessary. It was a just in case, you know, and it's. You wouldn't have done it? I don't think I would have done the chemo. I think I would have just done the surgery and then waited and seen because chemo has its own set of side effects and it has its own you know, you can potentially get other cancers from getting chemotherapy. Wow. Genius. Um, right. And it's, it's kind of an old outdated mode of dealing with cancer because we don't have anything better at the time. That's that a lot of doctors use. 
So I don't know. It's it's a poison. It kills your cells, and that can't be good. No, and that that's sort of like getting a gunshot wound and trying to remove the bullet by shooting a bigger gun into the wound. Exactly. Okay, we'll, right? we'll, we'll remove that bullet using a bigger bullet, but this might lead to its own set of problems later down the line. Yeah, I just wish I'd asked more questions. So I, you know, be curious about your treatments, I think is the best advice and talk through your fears with your doctor be like, why, why are you recommending that? What other treatments could we do? Um, what other things could potentially help these treatments? Because I kind of just, you know, listened to whatever they said, and then only later started to to really look into how we treat cancers and, you know, the side effects that can arise from our cancer treatments and, you know, what other ways that potentially could have been addressed. I'm not saying like go to Mexico and go on a juice cleanse because that's going to cure your cancer. Yeah. But, it's, yeah. Hmm. yeah. People do that. I I know. (laughs) I don't know. Just be curious and don't be afraid to reach out for help. Like some people are really good at compartmentalizing how they feel and just getting through it. And some people need that support. And there's a ton of support out there if you do need it. Did you need it? No. The only thing I needed was the good hat because all my hair fell out from chemo. So I got some really cute hats. That was the support. (laughs) I bet your hair is super healthy now. Oh my gosh. So when it first started to grow in, it was like baby soft. You know how baby's hair feels? Yep. It was little baby hair. It was adorable and it was soft. And all the kids where I work run their fingers through my hair and be like, oh my God, you feel like a bunny. So from now and for your future, are are there any like steps you need to take? Are there yearly tests? Like, is there anything you need to do to, to be on top of your shit to make sure that stuff isn't growing where it shouldn't be growing? Yeah. Yeah. So I did end up um, being diagnosed. All right. I have to open the shower to get my toothpaste and toothbrush and stuff. And people are like, what are you doing? Yeah. I literally just, right before you came over, my, I, I brush my teeth at night and in the morning. And so I shower at night. So every morning I have to grab it out of yeah. my shower, brush my teeth. And then I just left it on my sink. So when you came over, I was like, oh, I'll just put it in my shower. <laughs> For tonight, after you leave, when I shower today. Yeah. So, yeah, people are like, your toothpaste is in your shower. Yeah, like, my, aunt, yep. my aunt does it too. She hey, you, because she came to visit, she's like, hey, you, you keep your toothpaste and toothbrush in the shower. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, she was me too. I was like, well, you're, I wouldn't say you're smart, but I mean, if you do it and I do it, chance are pretty good, you're probably smart. Yeah. Because, you know, that's how I am. Well, if both of us do. <laughs> then it must be right. It's the right answer, guys. It's, it's, it's the only answer. It's the only if answer. You're, if you're not doing it, you need to change. There's something animalistic about it. I enjoy you that. Mean, just don't, don't brush your teeth. You're, you're, <laughs> you're a swine. No, I just love brushing my teeth in the shower and you can just make a mess. But I do. I do like, like three, four minutes. Everywhere. I just keep going and going. Yeah. While my hair is like. Yeah. Got the conditioner like a in deep it. deep clean on your teeth. And it, yeah. you, it's just, you can just spit. And then and uh, just once a week I use a uh, Johnson... Uh, like no tears shower mm-hmm. uh, gel because my eye doctor told me to do that to get rid of the sleep particles that are building up on your eyelids and your eyelashes because I wear contacts and sometimes uh, those particles that dry skin or whatever get underneath my contact and irritate me. Mm-hmm. He's like once a week, just take it, rub it around your eyes, pull on the eyelashes, pull them out, rinse it and you're good to go because that's what I keep finding underneath your, your dry skin sticking into your eyelashes is getting in your eye. Weird. So yeah, eye doctor told me that. So uh, I, I do that. And I think that's my shower team. Okay, I, question. I, get out, grab my towel. But this this is also another thing I do is I blow dry my hair. 
Because usually yeah. I in the morning, I got to go to work, right? I'd rather not blow dry because it doesn't destroy it. Yeah. But I do it with my shower door, uh, not my blow dry, but the showering, I shower with the door closed and yeah. the fan on. Because this one time I was at a hotel, I had the door open to the bathroom and I'm in the hot shower for like 30, 40 minutes just sitting there and the smoke alarm went off. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, holy crap. So I don't want to do that at my house. Sorry, it just reminded me of the last time I went to a hotel and we drank the night before and then the next morning I took a nap in the shower. No. For oh like forty minutes, <laughs> you were still sleeping. I oh think my. I just I just laid down in the shower. Just don't drink. Oh, it was horrible. That's the last time I drank. But anyways, um, I have a question though. Mm-hmm. So body wash. Yep. First of all, bar of soap or gel? I have gel. Okay, good. I, I hate bars of soap. They they feel make my skin feel so. I, dry. I don't mind. I like some of them that smell good, but I just find as they whittle down and whittle down and whittle down, yeah. it's just like now a little tiny sliver. Yeah. The, the stuff in the bottle, when it's done, it's done. Yeah. Scrub it in. Um, and it always... When you're in the shower, yeah. do you have any way to wash your back? I don't. Uh, what about your feet? Do you uh, like? I, I wash down to my feet. I stand on one foot and I lean my shoulder against. Yeah. I do wash all the way down in between my toes and stuff, but yeah. I don't wash my back. But I have noticed that. When I rinse my conditioner out, if I feel my back, mm-hmm. it hasn't rinsed all the way down the drain. Absolutely. It's out of my hair, but it's still in my back. So I mm-hmm. take my removable shower head, I turn it on like high spray, yeah. and I just hold it over my back and spray it down yep. until I feel it down my legs and I feel like about the small of my back. Yeah. Yep, there's no soapy stuff there. I'm good to go. Yeah. I just don't want it irritating my skin. Yeah, absolutely. I don't like that either. So mine's, I shower every night. Yeah. And I usually wash my hair every night. I know it's horrible, but... I go to the gym a lot, and I, I don't know, for a while I was good with just using dry shampoo, even though my hair was, you know, greasy from sweat and stuff like that, um, but I don't know, lately, especially in the, in the winter, because I live in a basement suite and it's cold, I just like to have my head under the warm water, and I know you don't have to shampoo it if you get your hair wet, but mine just gets even greasy. Oh no, if I, if I wet it? It's gotta get shampooed. Oh no, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. wet it when I don't wash it. So anyway. Because it's gross. I... My shower is so tiny um, that if I turn my water on with the doors open, like as soon as I turn it on, it'll like soak the floor. So the first thing I do is take the shower head and point it towards the wall. Yeah. And then I turn my shower on and close the doors um, for like a minute. And there wasn't any instructions from your landlord saying, hey, this is how you should shower? No, I cause... figured it out real quick. <laughs> um, so yeah, You I should put up door. notes for the next people who move in. I should. Sell it to them. <laughs> yeah. And toilet paper. Um, yeah. Because there won't be any. There no forever. Um, but yeah, so I let it warm up and then like like yeah, hang a towel on the door because it's right beside where I get out. Um and make sure I have my toothbrush and everything in the shower. And then when I get in, I, I have no choice but to get fully wet at that point because there's <laughs> nowhere else to go. Um but the first thing I do is wash my face because I'm most likely wearing makeup. Because it's at night. I've probably put on makeup that day. And I have thick eyeliner and mascara. So as soon as the water hits my eyes, like a pretty good chance I'm going to get makeup in my eyeballs. So I wash my face immediately. And then I shampoo, rinse, conditioner, and leave my conditioner in. And while I'm conditioning, like using my condition, conditioner, uh, I brush my teeth and then wash my face again. Because I don't like the residue of like the toothpaste. Like, cause I, I always get foamy all around my mouth. Hmm. So I wash my face again and do like a kind of a scrub, like a deeper clean. Um, and then after that, uh, and then I rinse my, I always rinse my conditioner out before soaping my body because I found the same thing. If I wash my body and like use my gel. Well, obviously you found the same thing that I did. Obviously. Cause we're intelligent. <laughs> um, we know everything. Um, but yeah, I, I found like I'd wash my body and then i'd rinse my conditioner out and then it would always be like the small of my back and my butt crack 
would have like conditioner. I could like feel oh. it. I had to like rinse the conditioner out. And so I condition for, I rinse the conditioner out and then I wash my body. Um, and then at that point I attempt to shave my legs sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm lucky that I don't have to all the time. Um, it grows very slowly, but yeah, it's, it's contortionist kind of thing to try and. So you ask your friends about this. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Like what you do first. I have a friend, she leaves her shampoo in longer because she's blonde and she uses like a purple shampoo and she wants it to sit. No, I gotcha. Um, And then talking about feet, I don't, I only wash my feet, like legitimately bend down and scrub my feet, usually in the summer if I'm wearing any open-toed shoes. Yeah, yeah, like to me, it's like wearing flip-flops. My feet are going to be dirty. Do you change your routine when you go on holiday? No. Do you change if like you have a visitor? I mean, like do you, do you, like, do you leave the door more. open? Yeah, okay. Uh, male visitor, yeah, female, like, whatever. I shave from the eyebrows down. If that's what you're talking. Oh, yeah, about. I do the full wax job. Yeah. yeah. Except I don't. I don't do that around my pubic area. I leave that full. <laughs> it's full. full I want to beat the Zohan, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's you the, have the, the biggest. The, the biggest. Yeah. Um, no. So I'm someone. I also keep the door closed and fan on. Um, but again, it's because I'm in a basement, and it's freezing, and so I want to be warm and not let the cold air seep in during my shower. Um, but when I'm home alone, like when it comes to going to the bathroom, the door is always open. Okay. If someone's here, always closed. <laughs> oh, I say, always open. <laughs> Take it off the hinges. Dating someone or like yeah. being with significant other, always closed. Fair enough. I, I do not understand no. when people shit in front of their partners. No. I get like, I'm not embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like I, I would hate to feel judged like if I... Got was feeling ill and like was in the bathroom and someone's like, "Oh my God, you're pooping," <laughs> um, and they like th- think you're unattractive because of that. Like, come on, as we talked about last time, <laughs> bodily yep. functions are a thing, but also you don't need to be like, "Hey, you can come in here and yeah. like get ready for the day and and watch me yeah. poop." Uh, I leave my door open sometimes uh, with a significant other if I have to pee. Yeah, that's not a big deal for me. But there's absolutely no way that door is going to be anything but closed and locked when I'm going number two. Absolutely not. Never. I just some things are best. I mean, if you kept. don't if you don't do it at home, when you go to like let's say you go to the bathroom at Walmart and yeah. you go into the stall, do you leave it wide open? People walk in, you just take it up, like, hey man, what's up? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you no. don't. You don't. You lock it. That's disgusting. I know it's not a significant other in there, right? But yeah. it's just a stranger. But still. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's disgusting. I just think to me, you're. I just feel like you lose some attraction there like again you can't judge people for doing that but like it is a privacy thing to me i don't yeah. know i mean yeah I, i'll 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 shove my face down there yeah like on them <laughs> yeah. but i don't want to know that they took a dump yeah exactly there's right? a difference huge difference yeah I, I think i've never watched somebody take a dump so i don't know i just think it's uh, yeah well, i mean my kids but that's different i don't know there's i don't know it's just and they had, those, they had little portable potties and that was like in the kitchen wherever they were so they, they, they were taking sweat. dumps everywhere, yeah. right? But in their little potty. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, can you build like a wall around here? It's like, no, kid, I'll just take a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go. Yeah. When you get older, you realize that you need the walls. You're too young. Now. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Privacy. I also, when I'm in hotels by myself, I still, um, I'll still close the door. Well, like, there's smaller rooms. You don't want the smell coming into the room. True, right? but like. And a lot of hotels don't even have fans. It's true. But generally, I don't know when I'm in a hotel room. Um, it's just, I'm not as like comfortable, like at home I can walk around naked, I can leave the door open, but in a hotel room, there's always like that chance. I was in a hotel mm-hmm. once and like, yes, maybe someone could come in. I doubt it. But, um, I was in a hotel once where the fire alarm went off 
Yeah. And you have to leave, you know, and you're in with a butt. Like See, that's weird. It's I not walk... just standing outside your house naked. You're standing <laughs> outside with a hundred other people naked. But they don't know you. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that's weird that you say that because I walk around hotels when I'm staying by myself mm-hmm. naked. Like I'll take a shower, go out, I'll lay down in bed. I don't really yeah. care. I just don't, I don't spend a lot of time. It'll be from like the bathroom to my bed. Hmm. And then cover up. I guess I don't go to like the window and be like, hey guys, hey. what's up? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, I, tr- I don't know. Privacy is a big thing to me. It reminds me of when um, I went, you know, on a sports trip. And we were traveling as a team. And my friend and I were like, the whole day it was like a five-hour drive. The whole day we're like stopping, going to the washroom. And we get back in the vehicle. And like it's, you know, before you play a game, before you go for a run, whatever it is, you always, your body just expels shit. Oh, you're yeah. just like, get it out. You yeah. know, you're, you're going to, you can't be carrying that around with you when you're using that much energy. And so the whole day I kept, my friend and I were just like, I haven't got, I haven't, I haven't pooped yet. Like I haven't gone yet. What are we going to do? So we get all the way to the venue. We're like, oh my God, it's not happening. We're gearing up. Like we're getting ready. We're like, what you're do we do? You're going to get hit. It's just going to come then, out. And then I was like, we need to go. So we go to the bathroom to try. And it was a public bathroom with like. 16 stalls so we go to the furthest ends away from each other no one else is in there and it's silent and we're both trying to poop and i was like you know what privacy time i was like i'm gonna put on some music <laughs> and it was just it was beyonce so i would have put on like left, elevator music right just but yeah no it's beyonce oh, elegant beautiful makes me happy so now to this day if i'm like with people and we're like going to the washroom together and i'm like i'm no shame i was like i'm just gonna put on music so we can still sit in here and like talk and listen to music and not hear the noises for privacy. But yeah, that's my like, f- yeah. Every time I think of like privacy, I'm like, it's a nice middle ground where you're like, we're kind of shitting together. And so when you hear the song, do you think of shitting? Every time. <laughs> when you're shitting, do you think of the song? Poor Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I, th- I, sh- I think she's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably just happy you're playing the music, right? She's like, it's oh, true. she likes me. It's true. She's thinking of me when she's dumping. But yeah, that's my favorite, one of my favorite bathroom stories when i was at walmart shopping with my kids i went into the bathroom so the older one is watching the little one just waiting right in the middle hallway there mm-hmm. and i go into one of the stalls and there's a person in the stall next to me and they obviously were setting setting something up to be hilarious but all they heard was like sport jeez be here all day and i was like <laughs> Try not to laugh, but it's fucking. I finished my business. I got out. I was like, I can't tell the kids. They don't get it. Yeah. So the first thing I did is go straight to work. Oh my god. Oh my god. You got to You got to hear this. So I to- told the story to everybody, and now people will even talk to me. Like today, this is like three years ago. Squirt cheese. Every time, like one of us goes to the bathroom, work. Disgusting. <laughs> it was funny though, right? Because they didn't. It, they weren't like they weren't seriously squirting cheese, and it didn't sound liquid. It was just farting and somebody having a good time, like laughing. It was funny to me. <laughs> oh my god! Because never... I mean, I, I've I've gone to the bathroom before and I farted really loud. And I was like, <laughs> and then you hear people laughing, right? I I saw a video online of a girl going into with the men's bathroom yeah, with yeah. booby cushion. Genius, right? And like, I've realized that men's bathrooms are a different place mm-hmm. than women's. They're dirtier and <laughs> <Yeah>. more fun. <laughs> I was gonna say, way more fun. And there's no Beyonce. If someone farts, it's not like a like a nice one, but <laughs> like that doesn't happen in women's bathrooms, from my experience. Mine was just a. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I mean to finish off talking about our routines and yeah. stuff. I feel like we should share that a mutual story of embarrassment, um, but like of also bonding of our experience in the bathroom, in the bathroom. Like holding hands under the stalls. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't, but we both um, experienced you know some pleasure and then some pain. 
when we were on a trip. Oh my God, Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Um, <laughs> yeah. We went to Sweden a couple summers ago. Well, we were in... We were in, we were in Norway, Norway. And we drove to Sweden for lunch, but not to get Swedish food, but no. to go to McDonald's. Because Obviously. Mr. Clay had the idea that in every European country we went to, we needed to stop at a McDonald's. Different milkshakes, different fries, different yeah. dips. Yeah, different stuff. So we go to Sweden, like one of our last countries. We've been to a million McDonald's. And we're looking for different stuff, and we see a weird word under milkshakes. We ask what it is, and we find out that it's pear. A pear-flavored milkshake. Which we would never get in Canada. No, it sounds amazing. So we both ordered one. Obviously. And thank God your daughter didn't. Yep, thank God. (laughs) So we both ordered one, and of course, it's the most artificial pear flavor you can imagine. But it was good. It's lime green color, and it was so good right and we're also extremely lucky because we got to try this wonderful milkshake then we hopped in the vehicle to drive back from sweden to the airport in norway in oslo which i think it was like at least a two-hour drive oh yeah because we yeah we listened to stand up the whole yeah, yeah we long. listened to a bunch of stuff so we get to the airport we drop off the rental car we take a train back into the middle of oslo to walk to our hotel and that's another hour so we're a few hours in. We get off the train. We're like four blocks away from our hotel. Oh, and uh, the reason we went to the airport is because uh, my lost luggage had shown up, and I was able to pick it up. Yeah. So I have my like forty-pound huge backpack on. Yeah. Which I'm happy to have, even though I'm only in Europe for like two more days. Yeah. We'll talk about the lost luggage <laughs> another episode because I have at least a half an hour's worth. But of yeah, I'm lugging this big ass bag. So I look at him, and like we're pretty close. So I just look at you, and I'm like two blocks from the hotel. Like, we're a couple blocks away. I was like, I think I gotta, I gotta go. And I look up at you, and usually you're a pretty like laid back guy. Oh, yeah. And I look up at you. You're white. You're sweating a little, and your face has so much concern. And I'm, I'm pinching my butt cheeks together, <laughs> trying to waddle, but also trying to briskly get to the fucking hotel. Yeah. So I was like, oh, oh no, you have to go. And like your daughter is just whatever like oblivious daddy it's hot can you carry this for me it's like are you carrying a 40 pound bag and i gotta shit like a dump truck right now so no so (laughs) we start going back and you guys take off faster than me because i'm like i don't i was like honestly i have to go but if i take longer then you can go up there go to the washroom by the time i get there you're done i was scared i wasn't gonna make it i was gonna be on the side of the room just taking a dump i mine wasn't that bad but i needed to go how do they handle that norway thing I'm very uncivilized. <laughs> it's a very civilized place. So we get to our hotel. At the same time, I caught up to you. And we get upstairs, and of course, your daughter, you're like, you're nice enough to be like, okay, kid, like, if you need to go, one you know, bathroom. Teapot and I are going to destroy this <laughs> Not together, one at a time, which is yeah. terrible to think about which one gets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I volunteered to go second because I just, I saw the level oh. of concern. I, I, I was. I can't even describe it. No matter how much of a suntan I would have had, it was gone. Yeah. It was so pale. So clammy. Yeah. And so, you know, your daughter is like, oh, yeah, like I need to pee first. And you're like, fucking go. So you're standing outside the door. I don't even think she closed it all the way. Like you were ready to open it. How's her bathroom etiquette? (laughs) I don't close my door for the loved ones. She... Or she's going to the washroom, and you're standing, and I'm sitting on the bed, like watching this unfold. And you're like taking off your belt, <laughs> unzipping your pants. You're like holding your pants up with one hand. The second she comes out, you like grab the door, slam it, and then I don't know what happened in there. Would you like to um, explain? I'm very thankful that I made it ass cheeks to toilet seat when I did, because <laughs> if it was one second later, there would have been spray on all sides of but, the toilet seat. But did you not? 
didn't you not actually make it on well it, it, it was <laughs> simultaneous it, it, it's almost like the shit knew it was coming out and the toilet seat knew it had to be attached to my ass and they just worked together in such a perfect way. Yeah. You know, like when they dug the channel between France and yeah. England, it's like, we have to meet in the middle. Yeah. This is only going to work one way. Yeah. Let's make this work. The yeah. toilet seat and my ass both had that discussion. Yeah. But it, it was it was out very fast. It was, it was not like the sound you heard earlier. It was sort of like a... Just spray. A spray in all directions. Like yeah. a... Almost well, like a, a balloon filled with glitter, and you pop it, and it just poof. Yeah. I I mean, you can explain it for them. You don't need to explain it for me, because as soon as you were done, <laughs> I mean, you, you like, used the tiniest little bottle of cologne, yeah. like, trying to make it better. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, the second you You were left, about to give a shit. <laughs> yeah, the second you left, I went in there. And then, after I got out, <laughs> you, went, back you went in there again. We had dueling diarrhea for <laughs> 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> you me and then you and then me and then you again and the whole time your daughter's on her ipad like facetiming her friends back in canada um just oblivious like i think she had a sip of it she did she's like this is good it's like bitch you're not having any of that that's all mine now i kind of wish i'm here no you don't wish because then there would have been a third person fighting for that toilet it's true and she would have taken my spot i would have to give that up for sure yeah i wouldn't have no blood relation fucker fair but i mean after that was all said and done we both came to a conclusion and a decision that if that if that pear milkshake was in front of you right now to drink and you got a large one, would you drink it? Absolutely, it so drink. good. But like, if it was at our McDonald's, you'd have to get one and then bring it home. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> would you? <laughs> no, but like, make sure where you're going next has a toilet exclusive exclusively for you for yeah. your personal use. It was the only thing between the three of us that two of us ate. Yeah. Because you had all vegetarian stuff. Yeah. I didn't have vegetarian stuff. She had a happy meal, but that milkshake is the only thing that you and I shared. Yeah. And then we shared quite the experience. Yeah, we did. We, did. we almost wanted to like, uh, you know what, Teapot, just just use a toilet. I'll use the bathtub. Let's, I don't. I can't do this. I can't yeah. not be in this room right now. Yeah. I need to. I need to finish this up. My body is just deflating. <laughs> oh god, we expelled all form of that milkshake yeah. as quickly as possible. But it was a damn good milkshake. Yeah. I don't know. That's where my brain went. When you- Wish you wish